This is Suburban Dope. so good to be back where we belong oh yeah oh yeah it feels so good to be back where well i don't hold on i don't know i don't know i don't know the other part of the words but um (laughs) yo what's good man what's good andrew barrow Suburban dope. I'm back. I mean, I never left, to be real. <laughs> I kind of just took like a I took like a break for a little bit. Um had a lot going on in 2019, man. Uh I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh you all will probably get this episode. I'm recording it now in January, but I intend to uh, put it out there ASAP um, for you guys, just just so you can get it, and uh, you know maybe you want to reflect on something uh, or things that happened in your 2019. And <clears throat> excuse me, I've been drinking beer. Not gonna lie, uh, but yeah, man, I'm gonna get this episode to you ASAP, just cause. 2019 was interesting. It was an interesting year. It was a dope year. It was a year I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about shit, people, um, shit, man. We're going to get into all of it. (laughs) I learned so much. Uh, First things first, uh, I, I was living by myself. In 2019, I lived in an apartment. It was interesting. It was amazing. (laughs) It was also uh, very tough. Uh, Real, real tough. Um, You know, sometimes I wouldn't eat. Uh, Luckily, I have have a lady who uh, takes care of me. So, I mean, there there would be days where I wouldn't eat, but I would still get something. Um... But yeah, man, (laughs) it was live. You know what? Apartment living is not bad. It was kind of. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It was a little it was a bit it was a bit like uh, it was a bit nerve wracking sometimes Um, just because, you know, you're on your own um, and you just you know, you don't know 
and I mean, I was doing a, I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of masturbation. So like, my dick would be out. So like, I can't be having somebody running on me, and my dick is out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not, that's not a good way to fight. Like, I can't be fighting with my dick out. That's not cool. <laughs> I feel, you know what? I feel like my neighbors, my neighbors thought two things um, about me. Uh, cause I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, cause I would, I would watch my porn right on the TV, like, nigga, I live alone, of course I'm gonna watch it on the TV, I don't need to watch it on the laptop anymore, I don't live at home anymore, like, nigga, I live at home, I'm gonna watch this porn right here on this screen, like, on this big screen, hell yeah, and I would turn it up, but I would, I, I, I never knew, I never knew the proper volume to have the porn on. You know what I'm saying? I, like I would, maybe I would have it too high. Uh, sometimes I felt like I would find a nice medium, but it didn't feel like it was a medium. I felt like they still could hear the porn. <laughs> I felt like they either thought I was fucking a lot, or I just watched a lot of porn. And I mean, I did. I mean, I wa- I wa- I watched a, a a good amount of porn. <laughs> I did. I mean, I lived alone, and like when you live alone, like thoughts that go through your head are things like, "Shit, I'm bored, man. Fuck it. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just jerk off. Fuck it. Like, I kill some time doing that. <laughs> and I and I look. I'm being I'm being honest. I'm being honest with y'all. I mean. It may maybe if you live alone, maybe you you may you know maybe you was reading books or, uh, you found a hobby of doing something. Um, but I was when I was bored. Uh, I mean yes, I was reading books and of course I was writing jokes and things like that. But hey, nigga, fuck it, I'm a masturbate. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and that was interesting, and uh. Like the adjustment to the whole living on your own was tough, but I eventually got there. And I mean, I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm recording this. So I'm alive. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I got to get got to get right back. Got to get on this grind. It's like, you know, I came out here to do this comedy and I want to do it. So the first show I booked, I mean, you hear you hear the beer. Uh, the first show I had booked uh, was at Magoobies, and what was what was interesting about Magoobies was Magoobies is a big club. It's a big club. Uh, they sit three hundred seats in there, and it's a big stage, and it's really nice. And they got like the stadium seating in the club, so it looks dope. Like you know, people are looking down on you, and. It's a bringer show. It's a bringer show every time. And they trying to make it like this thing like, oh, you know, it's an open mic. Yeah, it's an open mic, but you have to bring five people. So it's it's not really an open mic, if you will. And then on, on top of that, he's like, Yeah, this is a this is a competition. So every time they would have this open mic at Magoobies. It was like a competition every single time. And then the person at the end of the night, they would win $100. And then, you know, you get automatically into uh, the big competition at the end of the year. And then I think you I think at that one, you win like $1,000. And then you also get to host Magoobies 
for three weekends in a row, which is fucking dope. That's a really great, that's great. But what I learned with bringer shows is motherfuckers don't come. (laughs) Okay. You could tell, I could tell, I could tell 15 people. I could tell 15 people and none of them will come. Everybody has an excuse. And not only that, where where what what fucks me up with Magoobies and which which is kind of kind of my beef with them is if this is a so-called you know open mic or you know if this is a, a bringer show, then you shouldn't be charging people for like like at least at least the least you could do is. And I mean, the tickets weren't, they're not like the tickets were expensive, you know, $10 a ticket, but then you got to come in there and it's a two drink minimum, you know what I'm saying? And the drinks, you know, them joints is going to run you, they're going to run you like 20, 25, you know, amongst the, amongst the, you know, the two of you. Uh, So, and then on top of that, you're going to want to, you know, you're going to get hungry and truth be told, the food at Magoobies, not good. I'm sorry. It's not good. It's not good food. You guys don't have good food. And it's kind of, uh, it kind of fucks you up a little bit. Cause yeah, it's $10 to get in, but then it's like, okay, then it's, then it's a two drink minimum. What I think they should have done is they should have just straight up charged the $10 and then you don't need to get the two drink minimum. You don't need to, if you want to buy food, yeah, cool. But to put the pressure on people, to buy two drinks, like you need to buy two drinks. It doesn't matter if you don't drink, if if they're not alcoholic, you have to get two drinks. Like that, that pressure shouldn't be on people. And I know that's why people don't go. I get, I I know, I know why. Cause yeah, it's $10 to get in. So say two people come and uh, we'll say, 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 say that one person comes and they bring a person with them, you know, that's $20 just to get in to Magoobies. And then, you know, you're going to drop another 20 to get these drinks. And then, you know, because women are always hungry, you're going to drop another 10 bucks on some food. So it's like you spending 50, 60 bucks just for a comedy night among, you know, to see people who aren't really that good, but they're, you know, we're trying out here. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. So it was interesting. Um, the crowd responded to me well. Um, and I, and I, what I liked about it was, uh, it just felt good to just be out of home. It felt good to be out here and be like, yes, I'm doing this. I'm really doing this on my own. And, uh, you know, I got up there and, um, I got through the final, and, uh, you know, they, they voted and, uh, I did, I didn't win anything, but it felt good. It felt good, but it didn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make you want to go back to Magoobies because just the bringer shows are tough. What I think they should do is they should make it a straight, they shouldn't make it a bringer show. It's to be open and it should be what it is. Yeah, it's an open mic and it's this competition, you know, this new comedy competition. That's fine. But they it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a bringer show. It just shouldn't. It just it, it shouldn't be that way. But anyway, doesn't matter. It's all good. Then we got to doing our shows. And that's when shit 
got interesting because we had one venue at first and then that fell through and then we ended up booking a venue um at a strip club yeah that was that was that was interesting <laughs> but we had somewhere to go and what happens with this is you start to understand and realize and see who really wants to be here, who really wants to do this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my one homie, um, I told him and, you know, salute to Donnie and, uh, salute to Dom. They already knew just like we knew, just like we discussed, like, bruh, my man's right here. It don't matter how many shows we do. He opens it up. Period. He opens it up. That's that's what's going on. Then I had my other boy, and you know we wanted him to film because we need we need footage. We gotta we gotta show the people something, and you gotta put your own money up for these things. And it's a lot. It costs a lot to do venue. Like venues cost a lot, man. And you're not gonna find a place where they're going to let you take the whole door, so to speak. Like, yeah, boom, you can take the door and then, you know, you can take half of, you know, half of the bar and half of the food. Like, you're not, that's not, that's not going to happen. It just is not, it's not going to happen. It's hard to do. And the first show was cool. There was like 25 people in there. That was dope. And then the next month we did another show and more people came and we had, you know, we had food in there and it was, it was, it was a good, it was a good time. And, you know, I was trying to do the live podcast there and all that stuff, but people weren't really about it. You know what I mean? Like my one boy, uh, you know, we're letting him perform and then. He's not, he's not, he's not, like, I'm, I'm talking about, it's like, yo, you can go up there and do 10 minutes, go up there, hit him with 10 minutes, hit him with like two, three songs, but he would never hit him with two, three songs, he would just hit him with one song, and it was always the same song, which killed me, because I know he got, I know he got, I know he has shit, like, it's like, yo, I know you got stuff, like, I know you have songs, I know you're working on shit, like, why not do that here? And then on top of that, my other homie, you know, he'll come, he'll come to the show and like, he won't have his camera or like, oh, you know, I forgot, you know, I forgot the wrong charger for the camera. And it's like, dude, what is happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you want to do this or not? Nah? Because just last year, 2018, when we was all talking about this, you niggas was down. You niggas was ready. You niggas knew I was coming here. You knew I was coming to Maryland. You knew how I wanted to move when I got here. Donnie knew already. Donnie knew what it was because Donnie is all about action. And that's the one thing that I love about my brother, Donnie. Donnie is about action. Donnie will say what he will, will, will say it, but he will show it to you 100%. And as soon as I touched down, Donnie was like, let's go like off rip. And I was just like, all right, nigga, let's do it. Cause I'm ready. Like I'm ready to go. So then we got this other venue and this is around like April and it was 
it was a dope spot. It was a dope spot. It was more money though. And then once again, um, you know, niggas is going broke. Honestly, we're going broke because uh, I'm putting up way more money than I should. Donnie's putting up way more money than he should. And the other two people that were with us, they weren't holding their part. And it was killing it was killing us because like we're really trying to do this. We're trying to do it. I know you guys want to do it, but you know, your money's not right or you know, this time you 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 can't perform because it's like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't got nothing new, or it's like, what's happening? And then, or you know, with my other boy, like, hey, you know, I'm not gonna be able to make it this time, like, you know, work, shit like that. So it's like, all right, so we're just not gonna have a camera guy here. And then on top of that, we only it's 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 not even like he was giving us the footage, like he filmed, but it wasn't like he like was giving us the shit like bruh you you need to kick that out within like a week's time so we can start posting and showing and showing what we're doing out here like niggas who take a long time to do shit i'm gonna let you know right now it's not gonna get done it's just not gonna get done and some of those people can be some of your best friends and what you gotta understand and what you gotta learn is you you you're just you're not you all are not gonna work together it's just not gonna it's not gonna work well it's not gonna mesh well and that's okay you all can still be boys you can that those can still be your friends nothing changed those are still the homies period but we can't work together we can't because you don't really want to do it you want to do it you want to do it but you're not going to put in that extra work to do it. And it sucks, but it is what it is. And it was different when we got to this one place, uh, the new place, because it just something, something felt different. It was like, you know what? I feel like, I feel like this is the one. Like I, I just felt it in my bones. It was like, I feel like this is the one. And I was, I was really trying to figure out my writing um, that was the one thing that I loved about this, uh, about last year, about 2019 in general was I finally figured out how to really write. You know what I mean? Like what happens with comedians when we first start out and I'm only three years in this now going on four come, you know, come, uh, come June time, actually come June, it'd be four years, like actually really doing this. And we we write everything that we see or everything that, we're, you know, what we're doing, we write it all down. And 75% of it is bullshit some of the times. That's just what it is. Some of it's just, it's just not funny. And then that other 25% is like, oh, that's good. That's good. And we're writing from our head as we should, but there's a, there's a different... There's a there's a there's a there's a difference from writing from your head and writing from your heart, writing shit that actually means something to you. You know what I'm saying? And that go and that goes with anything that you're doing out here in life. I don't care what you're doing, whether it be comedy, whether it be music, whether it be writing, whether it be uh, you know, playing playing a sport, whatever it is, if you're not doing it from your heart 
it means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. You have to do it from your heart. And I started writing from my heart. And my material started to really make sense. And it started, I started to notice what was happening here. I'm actually talking about myself. I'm talking about my life. I'm talking about shit that I've seen, shit that I've done. And it's resonating well on stage. And it hit me. It was like, you know what? Being in this new place and the new place felt like a comedy club at that. I hit up Donnie. I said, yo, I want to do a special. I want to do a special and I want to do it this year. And Donnie was like, say less. When do you want to do it? I said, shit, nigga, I'm thinking November. And this was April. This was April. And I'm like, I'm thinking November. Donnie was like, boom, done. November it is. Let's do it. And I hung up the phone with Donnie. I remember that. I, I hung up the phone with Donnie and I was like, Oh shit. I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a special. Like what what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> do I even have an hour of material? Do I even have that? Like what is what what who do I think I am? You know what I'm saying? Who do I think I am to be like, yeah, I'm gonna do a special. I'm gonna do a special, it's gonna be an hour, it's gonna hit, it's gonna be funny. No, nigga. Mind you, I just realized two months before, like, oh shit, I'm really writing some stuff. Like, I'm really writing. Like, I could write, and and to this day, like, I could write, I could write, I could write three to four jokes a day. And those three to four jokes that I'm writing, they're all gonna hit. And they're all funny to me. And they all mean something to me because they came from the heart. I didn't just think of them. And even if I saw something that I'm reading about or something, if I feel that shit, I'm going to write it. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt that. I felt that. That's coming from the heart. I'm going to write that. That's the difference from just writing in your head and writing from the heart. Because you can look at something. You can look at anything. If you don't feel it, don't write that shit. If it, don't, if it, don't, if it doesn't speak to you, why are you writing it? You know what I mean? If it speaks to you, write that shit down. Because I guarantee you there's something in there that you're going to be like, oh, doc, yeah, that's funny. You can find the funny in it. And maybe the whole month of April, I'm just like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to put in this special. I have no idea. And maybe summertime, around June, uh, I mean, it definitely was God. It had to have been God. If nobody else, <laughs> nobody higher would just do that from a brain. It just... It just hit me in the brain, like at, at my job. It was just like, it hit me. I'm looking at my jokes and I'm like, oh shit, I know exactly what I want to do. I know where I want to take this special. I'm going to take them on a journey. I'm going to take them on my journey. I'm going to take them into the suburbs because that's who I am. That's where I'm from. And I'm proud of that. I'm going to take them there. And I have the material to take them there. And all of a sudden, I'm just putting it down, boom, 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 boom. And I look at it, and I'm looking at like 10 jokes, 11 jokes. And they make sense, 
and I'm realizing that this is like a story right here. I'm kind of I'm 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 like I'm really putting together I'm putting together a product. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's how you got to look at it though because at the end of the day this is a business. This is a business and I want to do this for the rest of my life and if I can get paid to do this, yeah, this is a product, my nigga. So I'm 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 doing this. And I hit up my boy Pat uh, salute to Pat. That's my best friend, yo. I fucking love Pat, man. Yo, Pat, like that, like, we'll get into that later. That's my, that's my guy. That's my guy. Like, Pat is my, that's, that's, that's my ace right there. I got, I got, like, all my, all my best friends, like, I don't got a right hand, left hand, like, all, all of them, they all my ace. It don't matter what it is, because all of them are about it, and all of them mean something to me, period. And I hit up Pat. I say, yo, um, I'm doing a special. Pat was like, that's crazy. <laughs> what are you like for real? I said, yeah. And he was like, well, you know, I'm going to be there one. And then, uh, I'm just like, yo, like, what do I like? I don't even know. Like, how do I promote? Like, how do I promote this thing? Like what, like, what do I, what can I do to really, uh, catapult this to where it needs to be? Pat was like, yo, you should make a web series along with it because you have the jokes and you have the material. Why not expand on the material through a web series on the YouTube? Why not just make a YouTube channel, expand on it? Pat was like, I hope you write it. So for like, this was maybe like July, August time. Yeah, give or take July, August, September, me and Pat, we we would have these, you know, every day, every day I talk to Pat, don't matter what it is, whether it be a text message or a phone call, it doesn't matter what's happening. But we would talk and we would uh, go through this and we would try to figure out my shit. And, I, you know, I started really uh, understanding my jokes more talking with Pat because he was like, look, this is funny. This is good. But you got to dig deeper with this because you got to really make, you got to make the people, you got, it got to, you got to, it has to resonate with people somehow. People got to relate to it. How do you do that? You got to, you got to dig in there. So having those conversations with Pat really made me understand my material even more. And then it really made me understand what I was actually doing here. So we made this web series and, uh, <laughs> that's something that's going to come into fruition this year, 2020. Definitely just wait on that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm like, holy shit, like I'm really doing this. And come like end of September, I'm just like, yo, I got to I gotta work on this, but I don't know. Like I can go, I can go hit up, I can go hit up open mics all day, but I'm only going to get like five minutes at these open mics, I'm gonna get like five, maybe eight. You know what I mean? If 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 I'm at a mic where they kind of know me, they'll may, maybe they'll give me ten. You know what I'm saying? But I gotta like really work on this. So uh, the lady uh, in Jersey, salute to Mahogany, uh, just Bu Productions in general. Uh, she's been she's been she she's been putting me on with shows and. Uh, and, 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 and giving me, you know, income for these shows since day one, when I met her, I met her in 2016 and she'd been putting me, she'd been booking me for her shows 
and her productions ever since. And she does a really good job with what she does. She's very good. And she gave me this opportunity in September. She said, look, I know you got this special coming up. I have a show coming up in, out here in Jersey. Um, you know, nice little small venue. And she sold it out. She sold about like 50 tickets and, you know, she made her money back definitely, but she sold it out. It was a nice packed place in there too. And she goes, look, you could host it. I'll let you host it. And I'll let you do a set at the end. I said, for real? She goes, how long do you want to do your set for? I was like, well, shit, give me, give me, let me do, let me do 20 minutes. Like, let me do 20. Let me, let me really feel this out. You know what I'm saying? Let me feel it out. Uh, and she goes, done. Say no more. So what I did was I had recorded it uh, for the first time. I just recorded it right on here, right, you know, like I'm doing right now. And uh, I sent it to Pat and I just I just went right down the list of, you know, how how I wrote the jokes in the order that I wrote them. And I just went along and just did the material. And it came out to like an hour and 20 minutes. Right. (laughs) So when you first see that. Being being it being being a young comedian, being new in this, being a novice, so to speak, still. I'm 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 definitely getting there. I'm there, but it's still a learning process. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking to myself, shit, that's an hour and twenty. Oh, I'm about to kill him with this hour and twenty, right? I'm gonna kill him. And then I go back and I listen to it. And uh this is this is a long fucking hour and 20 minutes. Like <laughs> it's real clunky in the middle. Uh these jokes aren't really hitting how they should and it's just way too long and it's no there's no cohesiveness here. Uh it's kind of all over the place. It doesn't really make sense. Okay. So I sent it to Pat. Pat's like, "Look. Shit is way too long." <laughs> like it's 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 way too long. You you gotta you gotta shorten that up. You gotta you gotta figure out exactly what jokes should stay, what jokes uh really hit, and what jokes can you just completely cut and not necessarily say cut like cut get rid of them like nah that's material I can still use those jokes for something else you know what I mean I could still I could use those jokes right now like whatever I can do whatever I want it's this you know this is this is the world is my oyster I could do what I want here this is my shit so I go back to the drawing board and I'm trying to figure this out and it hit me when I figured it out. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I got a I got a solid like I got a solid like like something like like boom, 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 boom. I got like a solid 35 minutes here. Oh, shit. This is so this is so this is what's happening. And then in that moment right there, it hit me. It's so much harder than you think to come up with an hour of material and an hour of material that hits not like an hour of material where like the first 15 minutes you over here just killing them and then that next 15 20 minutes it's just like uh, and then maybe around 
45 minutes, it's like, okay, he's picking it back up. And then you hit him at the end with that shit, right? Nah, you got to come in. Like, it's it's hard to come with an hour of material. And it it really, I, I understood it because of what I do and how I've been listening to comedy albums these days, even from all the new comedians that I listen to. Salute to Gastar. His, his, his album alone was one that really... I really studied, um, you know, 45 minutes or 30 minutes or, you know, maybe they'll put out like an EP and an EP would be 19 minutes, 20 minutes. Like that's 19 minutes. That's 20 minutes. That's 45 minutes. That's 30 minutes. That's, that's 40 minutes of solid, solid material, material that sticks. You know what I mean? It's hard to do that. So when I finally figured out that I had it, it's like, okay, now I know what I'm working on. I know what I'm working on. Made it so much easier for me and Pat to write the show, write the web series up for the YouTube. It's like, okay, now, boom, 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 boom. Me and Pat probably finished that show in like a two, in like two weeks, in like a two weeks, three weeks span. Like, and that's, and I'm talking like, that's six episodes that we like outlined out, wrote out, like it's ready to go. That shit's ready to go. Which like, it's gonna, it's gonna happen this year. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's on my vision board. I made a vision board this year and everything like, nigga, it's on there. It's happening. It's, it has to happen. So I go out to Jersey in uh, September and I do this show. Show goes really well. Like it goes really well. Um, I go up there, I do my 20 and it felt so good to really work on my shit and really be able to weave in between the jokes and really feel the audience, really feel the jokes and really see the reactions from people. It felt good, man. It felt so fucking good. And so I got this show. And I'm like, look, I want my brother and my sister. I want them to be at my show. You know, not just I just I don't just want my parents to be there. I want my brother and my sister to be there. But not only that, I want my brother and my sister to open like they got to. So they're into it. And being what they do. I mean, if you listen to the show, if you you, you probably heard me talk to my brother on here a few times. Um, I talk about my sister a lot. I talk about them in general a lot. They're, like my brother is, he's a musical, that, that, that's what he does. He's an actor. That's what he does. Okay. That man stays booked doing something. Same with my sister. She's a dancer, like big time dancer. Not like, oh yeah, cool. She dances. Like, nah, like these people went to school for this shit. Like she does it down the line. Um, ended up, you know, they weren't able to do, they weren't able to do it, but, you know, I called an audible and we figured it out. And I probably recorded this thing before, before we filmed it. Cause you know, we got, I got a film guy salute to my man, Lance. Um, he's going to be, um, he's going to be around more often, which is dope. <laughs> uh, got him up here and, um, you know, you, you, you realize it's like, okay, I got to work on this. So yeah, I killed it at that show in Jersey, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on the other part of this, of this 20 minutes. Like I got another 15 minutes to really figure this shit out. And I still don't know how it all sounds together. So before we film this thing for all October and November, all October, and November, all I was doing was recording this. 
I would come down here and I would record it. I, would, I probably recorded it 12 times, give or take. I would record it. I would go back. I would listen. I would listen. I would tag. I would add shit. I would go back. I would record. I'll send it to Pat. I'll let Pat listen to it. Pat would give me his feedback. Pat, you know, Pat would straight up. Sometimes Pat would just be like, yo, that's not it. That like, nah, that nope. Mm-mm. That's not funny. You got to go back. You got to try that again. Um, you know, you're stumbling over your words a little bit. Uh, you're saying you're kind of you're kind of repeating yourself. Um, you're, you're taking a little bit too long to get to the point. Uh, you need to get to the point. You know what I'm saying? So I recorded this thing 12 times and it was the last one that I recorded that I was like, OK, yeah, like this is ready. I recorded it. I sent it to Pat and Pat was like, yo, everything that I said uh, for you to do, you did it and you did it effortlessly and it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't noticeable. He goes, you're ready. I said, OK, here we go. So um, called an audible, got two other people to open for me. Salute to my man, Jamal. Uh, he did a great job. Um, he's a comedian out here in DC, did a great job. Uh, had him come up there, do 15, uh, salute to my boy brain rap. Always, always, always coming through in the clutch brain. Always homie came up there, did his thing with the music. He killed it. Right. And then, um, you know, we had a, we had a dude part of the crew. Uh, his name is Proc and, uh, we had him host the show, right? And it's time for the show. You know, we I, I did the show December 6th. Like, we made flyers, everything. Like, this was a... Re- like, I like I got flyers. I still got some flyers. Like, flyers with my face on it. Like, the shit is crazy. It's dope, yo. It's pretty surreal. When you look at it, it's like, wow. Like, I really did this shit. That's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's like, even talking about it right now, it's like, yo, I really did that last year. Like, it's, it's very, very much so like a milestone thing. And... I told my parents about it and my parents, um, being who they are, they're starting to understand what I'm doing and what's going on. And they were like, look, we'll come. I was like, for real? So they came, <laughs> which was awesome. And, you know, it's time of the show. And we're at this new, you know, we're at the, we're at, we're at a new venue now. We're at a new venue. And, uh, the lady at the venue, um, she's really dope. And, uh, she, 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 she had a great price for the venue, which was awesome. And, you know, she had a bar there. She got a kitchen there. It was really, like, it was just really well done. It's a dope venue. She had a stage. I didn't set up the stage, but we're going to be doing more shows there. So we're definitely going to be setting up the stage and all that next time for sure. Um, and the guy who was hosting, like I said, his name was Proc. And uh, this is this is probably the biggest learning experience for me because um, Proc is one of those people. Uh, Proc thinks he knows it all, and Proc's been doing comedy probably a little longer than me. Yeah. Um, but just because you've been doing comedy longer than me, that doesn't mean you know everything. Like, nobody knows everything. Like, I still don't. I don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like, even when it comes to, like, this, like, podcasting and, like, me 
doing this comedy and even all the stuff I've learned, even even me learning that shit, you still get out there and it's like, damn, I don't know shit. Like I still got so much more to learn because <laughs> that's just life in general. And uh, Proc goes up there and he was hosting and being a host, you're supposed to go up, you know, maybe you do, maybe you open up with like five minutes and then you get to the act. Boom. Right. Then you get back up there. You probably give him like two minutes. You get to the next act. Boom. Right. You know what I mean? You, you know, you go up there. Maybe you give him like another five real quick. You go to intermission. You come back. You give him like a quick two. You introduce me. I go up. I do my set. Boom. Like, that's what a host does. A host is supposed to keep the show going. You know what I mean? Excuse me. Um, when it came time for the show, and we had a dope turnout, uh, 60 people showed up, which I thought was amazing. Um, that was awesome. And Proc is hosting, and he gets up there, and uh, he probably opened up. Because I've seen, like, you know, I got the video now. I've watched it over and over. This man opened up. He opens up. He gets up there. And he opens with 15 minutes. Now, already, because you're the host, already you're going, you're, you're that's, way, that's way too long. Because you're basically doing a set right now. And you're not supposed to be doing a set. You're the host. You're supposed to keep the show going. You go up. You get you 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 warm up the crowd and then you keep the show going. You don't go up there and do a whole 15 minute set. That's not what this is. You know what I mean? And I was drunk at my comedy special. <laughs> and that was my bad. Big learning experience. I'll get back to that later. Uh, big learning experience for me. So I didn't say anything to Proc. I was just letting everything ride. And and the homies, we were just like kind of letting it ride. And he was drinking. Yeah. And as the show went on, like, okay, Jamal goes on. And as soon as, and Jamal, mind you, Jamal had 15 and my boy brain, they had 15 minute sets. That's, that was, that was, that was, that's a, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's part that they're, they're an act. They, they, that's what they get. You're the host. You don't go up there and do a whole set. That's not how this works. When Jamal got off the stage, Proc went up for another 13 minutes. Bruh. What kind of hosting are you doing right now? And Proc's the type of dude real full of himself. So he's like, yo, like, man, I got this. You know what I'm saying? I'm a host. I'm going to hold it down. Boom, 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 bop, bop, bop. You know, talking all that shit. And you go up there and you're literally not doing a good job. You're not doing a good job. On top of that, you're drunk. And that's not cool. That's not okay. And then Brain gets off the stage and then... We probably took like Proc got up there and did another, he does another 15 minutes and then we go to intermission, right? Not cool. Not cool at all, bruh. Not cool at all, man. Not cool. Then after the intermission, this man gets back up there and he does another 10 minutes. How you do more time than me and this ain't even your show. Now, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real, cause I'm the type of dude. I'm not. I'm not, cause even, cause even the shows that we do, you know, what I'm saying the crew entertainment. 
I'm like, if if I'm hosting, I'm going to do my best not to take time, not to take anybody's time because it's not about me. If I want to do a set at the end, nigga, I'm going to do a set at the end. You know why? Because this is our fucking show. I can do that. If I want to do a set at the end of this show, I'm going to do a set at the end of this show because I can do that. At the end of the day, this is our show. Okay. You know what I mean? But you don't go up there and take people's time. You don't do that. So I go up there, I do my set and, uh, I feel like it went well. Um, like I said, I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. I definitely, uh, hit the blunt maybe, maybe three, four times before I, before maybe like 20, 20 minutes before. And I just, these are things that I normally don't do before, any of my shows, it don't matter if it's an open mic, I don't drink, I don't smoke before my shows, I want to be clear-headed, I want to be alert, I want to be ready, and I went up there, and I was drunk, and it wasn't like I was like, oh yeah, like I'm drunk, like 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 how Proc was drunk, this nigga Proc was slurring words, he's just rambling at, you know, you may, may, maybe you gave him three to four minutes of like real jokes. And then that other 10, 15 minutes of whatever, whenever you're set, whatever set you was doing, nah, bruh, this is just you rambling and you don't even hear, you don't even notice it in the crowd and you don't even hear it in the crowd. Nobody's laughing. Niggas are just trying to figure out when are you getting off this stage? When are you getting off? Because you just doing too much, bruh. Like we didn't come here to see you. We came here to see Andrew. We didn't come here to see Proc. Yes, you're the host. Yes, for sure. You should go up. You should do some time. Yeah. You don't do 15 minutes and then do and then and then do another 15 minutes and then do another 15 minutes and then do another fucking 10 minutes. That's not how this shit work, bro. You're the host, my nigga. So you host. That's what you do. Martin Lawrence ain't do no fucking 15 minutes in the beginning of Def Jam. If he were to do a 15 minutes in the Def Jam, nobody would even be able to go on. It'd only be like one comedian. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? That's not how you do this shit. That's not how you host. That's not how you host. Period. You could say, you could say whatever you want. You could tell me, you could tell me you wasn't trying to sabotage the show or like, oh, you think I was doing too much? Yeah, nigga, you was doing too much. You was doing too much. And I definitely think you was you was trying to sabotage the show because you felt some type of way. You felt some type of way because I wanted to do this fucking special. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, you know, I got a great idea. And then Prox do a special too. Like, no, nigga, I wanted to do this. I came up with this shit in April, nigga. I came up with this shit in April, April. Not like, oh yeah, this was like this was like a, a, a thought that I thought of a month ago. No, nigga, I've been manifesting this shit since April, bruh. Since April. And you knew that. You knew that. You could have made a move and did something on your own. Yeah, but you didn't. But don't get on my shit and try to do try to do fucking more time than me on, on my shit. Nigga, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis? The fuck? Nigga, where David Ruffin at, bruh? Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Nigga, nobody came to see Otis. When the Temptations went on, ain't nobody come here for Otis. We came here for David fucking Ruffin. That's what the fuck we came here for. We didn't come here for that. Yeah, I still feel a little type of way about that. But I'm cool 
because we got Proc out of here because we don't need that at the end of the day. We don't need that energy. And we don't need that attitude of like, nah, I, 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 I got it. I got it. No, nigga, you don't got it. And if you and, and if and if people are around you telling you that you don't got it, guess what, nigga? You don't got it. That's what that is. That's what that is, bro. I had to rush my closer, my closing joke. I had to rush the joke because we were we're basically getting kicked out of the place because we went over our time because we paid for this fucking time. So now you going into the money now, bro. Come on, man. And then there was like a little incident after the show. I don't even need to get into any of that. What I'm saying is if you're going to host a show, if you're telling me that you're a host, and this goes for anybody right now listening who does comedy and they say, oh, yeah, I host shows and things like that. If you go on that stage and you're the host and you're doing more time than what you should be doing, you're not hosting. And guess what? If that was the case, you should have told them, well, what if I'm just, what, what, what if, what if I can be an act? I'd rather just be a feature then. Okay, we could do that. We'll get somebody else to host. Somebody who actually knows how to fucking host. You don't go up there and do 15 minutes to open and then when and and then and then introduce the person and then go up there and do another 15 minutes and then introduce the next person. And then we go to intermission and then you do a whole nother 15 minutes, bruh. Bruh, that's not how this shit work. That's not what a host does. That's not what a host does. Period. That's not what they do. 100%. And I mean, as much as I would love to show him that, that nigga ain't going to see that. He not going to see it that way. He won't understand it that way because in his head, he knows it all. And his head, in, in, in his head, we hating on him. You know what I'm saying? We hating on him. Oh, you niggas is hating, bruh. I'm the one hosting this shit. Nigga, this me. Nigga, no. No, bro. No. Nigga, this is me. Nigga, this is me. This is my shit. My shit, nigga. Not your shit. And this whole time, this whole year, I ain't never been on no shit like, oh, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Even when I got, even when I was in, when I, when I went to that show in Jersey in September and I was hosting, nigga, I went up there, I maybe gave them three minutes in the beginning. And then they gave me the list of the girls because it, it was a woman's show. They gave me the list of the women. Every time that woman, every whenever the woman got off, boom. All right, man, we're going to keep this show rolling. She was good. You guys liked her. Give it up for her again. Yes, yes, yes. All right, your next comedian coming up. Boom, boom, boom. Let's get it. Let's move this fucking show. You know why I did that? Because I'm the fucking host. But also, I got to say at the end of this. I don't care. I, not, 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 not to say I don't care. Nigga, I'm cooling. I'm the host right now. When I'm done doing this, then I get my time. Then I get my 20. I get my 20 at the end when everybody's gone on. That's how this shit work. That's what hosting is. That's what this is. That's why Martin Lawrence was the best host ever. 
period, because Martin would go on there and he would fucking kill. He would kill. He would give you three minutes, four minutes in the very beginning. He would kill and he would get that crowd rolling. And then you know what? He'd bring a comic out. All right, guys, that comic, when he's done, because everybody, they only got five minutes on Def Jam. So boom. All right, man, give it up for so-and-so. All right, your next comedian coming to you, you know, coming from here. Boom. Give it up for who? Bow. And then here go. And then the next come, you know, then they come off and then next one goes on. All right, guys, we're going to give it for you, you know, give it up for this comedian right here. Boom. And then he would end the show and bring Russell Simmons on. Thank you all for coming. Have a good one. Nigga, Martin wasn't worried about eating up people's time. He was the host. That's what he did. He kept the show going. And then you know what he did after all that shit? Then he got his fucking special on HBO. That you so crazy? Nigga, you know what he did? He got up there. He gave him a whole fucking hour. Now I can go up here and do my shit because it's my time now. When you're the host, it is not your time. And that's what you people need to understand. It's not your time. You are the host. It's not your time. It's the time of the people who were here. The people who fucking got paid to do this shit. That's the ones that it's time for. Because you better believe I gave, I, gave, I gave Jamal bread and I gave my man Brain bread. I gave them both bread to do this show for me. So you cutting into everybody time. Not only that, you cutting into the money because we paid for this fucking venue. We paid for this shit. You cutting into the money, bruh. Come on, son. Come on, bruh. But you a host though, right? But you get it though, right? Oh, nah, I got it. I got it. No, you don't, nigga. You drunk as fuck and you rambling. You don't got it. You don't got shit. You ain't hosting shit. You ain't doing nothing. Come on, bruh. And you got the nerve to call me up the next day or two days later talking about you want to talk? Nigga, I got nothing to say to you, bruh. I'm good on you. Matter of fact, I don't even want to do no more shows with you. Fuck you talking about. I'm good. I'm good. I'm cool. The best thing for me that happened out of this show, I'm sorry, yo. I kind of rambled a little bit. I kind of got loud a little bit. I apologize for that. I didn't mean to do that. That can't, that can't, look, look, look. Hey, look, like I said, like I said, you gotta, you gotta write what you feel, okay? You gotta write what you feel. You gotta say what you feel. I felt that shit. That shit been holding up in me for a little bit, okay? I had to get it out. I had to get it out. What, what what better place to get it out than right here with y'all? I get it out right here. Cool. <laughs> my bad though. My fault. I mean, I ain't mean to scare some of y'all, but at the same time, I'm keeping it a buck, yo. I'm keeping it a bean, straight like that. So, yeah. Let me take a sip of this beer before I get into this last part. The best part of this special for me was to have my mom and dad come to the show and see me do what I do. All my life, my parents have put down comedy 
And I'll never forget when I first saw comedy at seven years old. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I, I remember it to this day, like in my brain. Like it's it's it, it it'll never excuse me. It'll never leave my brain. We just moved out to Maryland from Jersey. I'm seven years old. And uh we've been in school, you know, I've been in school for a little bit now, and we had HBO. Now, there wasn't a code on the TV or nothing before this, but we had HBO, and I remember this because I seen a commercial for Martin Lawrence, You So Crazy. They were showing his uh they were showing his special on HBO. Because you know it was HBO special. Back when HBO was still then and they're and they're getting back on it. They're getting back to it. They're getting back to it slowly but surely for sure. Uh but I'm seven years old. I saw a commercial for it, and I asked my mom. I said, "Mom, can I watch that?" And she was like, "No, you can't watch that. That's not for you. That's not for. That's not for children. That's for adults." Not only that, uh, nigga, that shit come on at midnight. Like you're gonna be sleeping. <laughs> like what are you talking about, right? So, what I did at seven is uh, I played like I was asleep. So I was, you know, writing, drawing, probably doodling, probably playing with some action figures or something right under my bed. And when everybody was asleep, I snuck downstairs and I put on Martin Lawrence, You So Crazy. And I watched it and I watched it muted. I watched it muted. And then when I didn't watch it muted, Maybe like the first 20 minutes of the show, I watched it muted. I literally watched it muted and I was amazed just by this one guy up on stage. There's nothing up there with him and he's just doing, he's just doing this. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And when I unmuted it and I turned it down a little, you know, just enough so I could hear it. And I hear the crowd. I hear them. I hear the laughter. I see how they're looking at him. I was hooked. It didn't matter what was happening. I was hooked. I was hooked, bruh. And then as soon as I was done, you know what came on after? Death Comedy Jam came on right after. So, of course, I sat there and I watched that one, too. And I have loved comedy ever since. I've loved comedy ever since to this day. I still remember that because I love this shit. I love it so much, man. But my parents, my whole life... They were always putting down comedy. Oh, comedy's stupid. No, it's vulgar. It's raunchy. It's this. It's that. Like, no, you don't. Why, why, why are you watching that? Why do you like that? So they were trying to keep comedy away from me my whole life. And me, that just made me want to go to it even more. Same thing with hip hop. It just made me want to listen to it more, of course. And I'm talking like I was listening to cassette tapes like Sinbad or uh, Red Fox Richard Pryor, Martin Lawrence. Um, I definitely had Chris Rock's old tapes. Uh, I had Eddie Murphy's old tapes, like old tapes. I was listening to them on cassette and I would get them from the store. Uh, and like, you know, I had no business taking these from the store or I would get them from like friends or whatever, but I had them. (laughs) I had them. And my mom and dad always know like, this is like, no, 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 no. So, 
uh, four years ago when I told them like, yo, I'm really going to do comedy. Like I'm going to do this. They were, they were kind of like, uh, okay. And I understand it because where my parents, what we come from, I mean, shit, my brother been acting since he was eight years old. And he told my mom straight up at eight, he was like, yeah, this is it. Like I'm doing, I'm doing this. This is it. My mom was probably like, you don't want to do like, uh, you want to do like engineering or something? My brother's like, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Acting, that's it. Acting, musical theater, that's what I'm doing. That's it. Same thing with my sister. She was probably, what, six, seven years old? She was like, dance. That's it. I'm dancing. That's what I'm doing. That's that's what's happening. So all three of their kids are in something that's like, you know, could be very lucrative, but it's hard to get there. You know what I mean? And it's a struggle, and it's a grind, and it's just tough, and it's a lot of no's and no's and no's and no's until maybe one day you might just get one yes, and that one yes might just be it for you. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's a grind. And when you really do get there, when you really do get there, let me tell you, man, it's lucrative. It's lucrative as fuck. You know what I mean? But even then, you gotta you gotta watch that cushion. You gotta to make sure that you ain't too comfortable okay you got to make sure you good with your money you got to make sure you saving your money you're not spending all your money because in this comedy thing man you could be on i mean i'm talking you could be on maybe you hot for like four five six months you hot you touring the country you selling out clubs maybe you're selling out theaters and you're just doing it you're doing it you're doing it your agent's just happy because she you know he or she is getting money maybe you got a manager they getting money and all of a sudden it just stops and you're just in limbo for like three four months you just in limbo maybe you get booked here and there maybe you don't that's how this shit goes. But if you down and out for like three, four months and not necessarily saying, oh, like it's over, like you're just down. It's just saying, nah, shit's slow. You ain't getting booked right now. That's just what's happening. You got to make that. You got to make something happen for yourself. But if you got money saved up a nice cushion that three, four months ain't going, that ain't going to mean shit to you. It's like, well, shit, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do this then. I'm going to do this. You you know, you find out, you find other avenues for you to get in so you can maneuver and do what you do out here. But, and that goes for dance. That goes for everything, musical theater, all that. You could be on and they could just be gone, just like that. So, you know, it's been tough. It's been a tough four years um, trying to get them to take me seriously. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, they don't, they don't really take me serious. And this year, last year, 2019 was the first year where I started to notice and I started to hear like things that they would say and they were taking me serious. Like, Oh, you know, Hey, how's the comedy going? Oh shit. Uh, well, shit. Um, (laughs) hey, so, I mean, you know, did you, you know, you got any shows going on or, hey, so, uh, you know, what, what, you know, how's the podcast coming? How's this going? And it's like, okay, I think you all 
are starting to understand what's happening here. All right. Um, so I'm doing this special on December 6th. Uh, would you guys want to come? My mom and dad were like, yeah, we'll definitely come. We'll be there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, all right then. All right. So to have them there and to have them see me do this in front of people who came to see me and they came and they were laughing at that. They were laughing and it was, you know, of course I have friends in there. Salute to my boy, John, my boy, Jimmy. They was in there. You already know, man, bro, aholics all day. We out here, bro. I love y'all, man. I love y'all. I love the fact that Everybody got to see me do this at the level I'm at now because this wasn't an open mic. This wasn't like, okay, yeah, I got booked on something and I'm getting like, you know, a 15 minute set or something like this was my show I put together with the homies and we do we like we did this. We did this and excuse me, and I'm about to go on here and I'm the headliner of this show. I'm the headliner and I'm about to do real time right now. To have them up there, to have them see me do what I do and really see the people around and know, and, and, and notice like, hey, there's people here to see my son. There's people here that like what he's doing. There's people here that are laughing, not laughing like, oh, ha ha, they're laughing at him. They're laughing because that made them laugh. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I did that. It wasn't like somebody else did that. I did that. That for me was uh, the greatest feeling in the world. And that happened in 2019. Um, I think the greatest feeling, I think, I think in life, we all have those great feelings. Um, I think, you know, maybe when I, well, when I, not even maybe when I get married, that'll definitely be one of those feelings. Like this is the greatest feeling when I have, um, my first kid, uh, that's going to be one of those feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like when I really realize and understand that I can quit my job and really do comedy full on, that's going to be a feeling. Um, to have my parents see me do what I do was the most liberating feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, I could cry about it right now. I'm doing my best not to. <laughs> but it's it's crazy to have people... Because... Yo, you could take it, yo, like, like at the end of the day, like I could, I could have people tell me all day long, like, oh man, you're funny. Like, this is good. Like I relate to this. Boom, boom, boom. Truth be told, the only people that I really want to be like, I'm proud of you, or that was awesome, are family. But more importantly, my parents. If my mom tells me, that I'm doing a good job, I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't. If my dad tells me that he's proud of me, nothing else matters. Then, then, then you know what? Then I'm doing what I need to be doing. And I think they saw that. They saw that and they realized it and they understood it. 
And that was life-changing, to be honest, because at this point where I'm at with my comedy, I feel like I'm ready and I'm only going to get better. That's the crazy thing about it. Like, I'm only going to get better at this. Like, where I'm at right now, it's like, bruh, I'm not even, like, you ain't seen nothing yet. Like, what, nigga? I'm so ready right now. Like, I'm here. I feel like I've arrived. 2019 was the year that I arrived. You feel me? And it's an amazing feeling. And I hope everybody gets to experience something like that in life because it's awesome. And it's 2019 was a dope year for me, man. It was dope. It was a dope year. I moved me and my me and my girl. We moved in together. We moved into a house like shit is real, man. Like I'm a whole adult out here. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm here. <laughs> Oh, shit. Man, 2019 was a dope, dope year. It was the year of me arriving, arriving on the scene officially, officially being like, yeah, I'm here. I'm Andrew Barrow. Uh, I'm from the suburbs, and I do comedy, and I'm a funny motherfucker, and I'm proud of where I'm from. That was, that's, 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 that's what this year is for me. And it's awesome. It opened up my comedy a lot. And I am so ready to attack 2020. Like with a, like, like head on, you know what I mean? Like head on attack these motherfuckers, bruh. Like really hit them in the head with it, you know? So what's up next for 2020? Well, like I said before, I'm going to be doing this web series, uh, a web series basically expanding on the jokes that I did in the special, which is going to be called Suburban Dope. Um, the web series is going to be put out uh, not soon, but like summertime, put it out then. Uh, you know, you got to edit it up and stuff and Make sure everything chops well and mixes in because it gotta, it gotta, you know, it gotta, 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 it has to blend together. It gotta be cohesive. Uh, I recorded this thing as well. So, gonna be putting it out on an album. So, my comedy album's gonna be out this year. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Suburban Dope is really about to be out here. And I have, uh, not a scheme necessarily, but I know where I'm going to be putting it. I know, uh, what website I'm going to be using to upload it on and everything and going to actually try to make some money from this. Uh, going to make a website. Um, got to holler at my boy juice man for that. Uh, gotta, gotta make a website. Gonna officially really brand myself. Um, you know, me, Andrew Barrow, I'm the comedian, yes, but Suburban Dope, that's the brand, yo. That's the brand. That's my comedy. That's where you will get everything. You know what I mean? So I'm starting to understand this shit a little bit, and I'm about to really go in with it full on. Uh, gonna try to make some shirts, you know? Gonna start really doing this shit. 
Uh, what's, I mean, what, 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 what else? What else? Well, me and the homies, as you know, my boy, Pat and, uh, my other brother, Rick salute to Rick. Love that man too. You already know Rick King Petty, the man, the King, you know what I'm saying? Um, we actually are going to be revamping our podcast. You know, the most patriotic podcast in history of America ever. It's a long, it's a long name. We know that we know that. And, what we also know is we 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 are the shit <laughs> putting it lightly we are the shit and we are good at this we're good at it and so we're going to be revamping that uh we decided to call the podcast um pod the most and i am not going to i'm going to wait to tell you the story of how we came to that title because well you know when, when, when we put it out you'll hear the story of how we came to it i'm not gonna tell you now because that's not my place you know the homies ain't with me so i'm not gonna tell you that <laughs> uh but pod the most is coming that's coming april april that's gonna be coming out and um shit man what else also for me for this podcast right here suburban dope um, you're going to get this episode probably tomorrow or, you know, well, it's, 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 it's nighttime right now. So yeah, you'll get it tomorrow. Uh, and I'm going to be revamping my podcast as well. Um, basically stripping it down and taking the things that I love about it the most and continuing the podcast. Um, what I loved a lot was interviews. I loved interviewing different guests. Uh, I loved talking to the other, like I loved talking to other guests and other people. I loved doing that a lot. Having those type of conversations I feel are important. I feel that those are the type of conversations that people enjoy hearing and listening to. And what I want to do is just basically expand on that. Um, so the dope part about this show is Suburban Dope is me being born and raised, coming from where I'm coming from, suburbs of Columbia, and also having the understanding and the balance of where my family's from because my mom's from the Bronx my dad's from East Orange and I still got family in both places all over every all all day every day I also have friends who you know grew up in the city and uh you know I got friends I got all kind of friends not just white friends I got all kinds of friends and what's cool about it is we all learn from each other, no matter where we're from. And I think that's the dope part about Suburban Dope, is basically bringing, bringing cultures together, if you will. And me being a black man from the suburbs, who better to bring cultures together than me? You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to be revamping this up a little bit. Uh, not going to be no more... Uh, weekly updates, if you will, with the music and the TV and the movies and, 
you know, uh, the news of just the fuckery that's going on and, uh, you know, the eat of dicks and all that stuff. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm stripping this down to something real, something real, something organic, something true. Um, and what's true and what's real is conversation. And that's where I'm going to take this. I'm going to take it there. I got to figure out how to do these on my own <laughs> when it comes to talking to y'all like this. But I mean, this reflection episode seems like it's going pretty well. So I think I got a grasp on it. I just got to figure out, I got to do some brainstorming a little bit and we'll get there. But for now, you'll get this episode tomorrow and you just wait on it because the revamp is coming and I think I'm going to bring it out around the same time that uh, me and the homies bring out uh, Pod the Most. Uh, the week, maybe like the end of the month of April. Because we're going to drop our shit in the beginning of April. I'm thinking maybe the end of the month of April, I'm going to drop Suburban Dope, but the revamped version of Suburban Dope. So expect uh, dope interviews with dope guests. And also expect real talk from, you know, the homie himself, Andrew Barrow. You already. I love doing this. Uh, I love this show. And um, I'm just glad you guys keep listening. <laughs> even if you even if even if I'm I haven't been here or haven't been doing what I'm doing, uh, you all still manage to listen. And I, I think that's awesome. So, yeah. 2020 is ready. 2020 is going to be great for all of us, not just me, for everybody. Uh, definitely, like I said, I made a vision board um, New Year's, and it really, it's really doing wonders. Like to, to wait, when you, if you can see, if you can look at your goals and look at your visions every day, it really does something to you. So I think you all should make vision boards yourselves. It's awesome. It's really, it's really fucking awesome. So having said all that, uh, you guys know where to find me. Um, I'm on the Instagram at Suburban Dope. Uh, I'm, I'm, you can listen to this on iTunes. You already, you can listen to it on Google Play. Uh, you can listen to it on Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, I'm everywhere, man. Spotify, I'm out there. I'm out there, and it's going to be the same for when we come out with the new podcast, uh, Pod the Most. And it's definitely going to be the same for me when I, read, when, I, when I re-release this podcast. And you know how I get down. I'm not going to give you, like, one episode or two episodes. I'm going to drop, like, I'm probably going to drop like four episodes, five episodes all at once when I actually give you the revamp of what's going on out here. So that's that. I love y'all. I appreciate you listening. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, laughing with me and growing with me and, you know, listening to this bullshit. <laughs> Even if you even if you think it's not bullshit, hey man, I, I I appreciate you. Thank you very much for sure. I'm Andrew Barrow. I'm suburban dope. That's what's going on. 
I'll be back. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be back. Just wait on it. April, I'm coming back. You all ready. Peace.